Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. Sorry, I don't know what my voice sounded when I said my name was. This is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week, it's Jenny's pick, and I think we're both a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will be bringing um, BTS um, today, which is something that I've been talking about since the beginning of the podcast, but have not designated a specific episode to it. And still, I will be saying this is BTS part one, because there's no way in hell I could cover everything <laughs> in one episode. I The but, way yeah. I've been thinking of it is like... It's also, I think, very close to the anniversary of when you started listening to BTS originally. Yes. And it's like, everyone had to start somewhere with whatever it is you love. So if you're an ARMY, like, just remember, at one point you were like, who are these nice boys? And like, so, and no. like, that's what this, I, this is what I am currently experiencing. Who are these nice boys? Exactly. I like sent some Snapchats to Emma this week of straight up, almost to the day is of this recording is when I started listening to BTS and like their snaps being like, Oh no, it's really good. Oh, Oh boy, here I go. So it's, I thought it's been a year. I might as well bring it. But before we get into that, Emma, do you have a spotlight? I do. I'm, (laughs) I didn't (laughs) 30 seconds ago. Um, I do. I I wanted to talk about another podcast actually called Switchblade Sisters, uh, which recently ended its run, um, because the host, April Wolf, who is very smart and a very funny screenwriter, um, is busy, which is great. I'm so excited to see whatever she's working on right now. Um, but I really like Switchblade Sisters. Which is funny, because I've listened to probably less than half the episodes, but the premise of Switchblade Sisters is that it, um, April Wolf interviews different women in the film industry, whether they are writers, directors, actors, producers, um, and has them talk about another movie that they really like, and it's always a genre movie, so it's always either sci-fi or action or horror, um... And so you get to talk to these always very incredibly talented women about where their influences come from. And the movies aren't movies that have been directed by women, or at least not always. Um, Mm -hmm. But the reason I haven't listened to every episode is because uh, a lot of movies I haven't seen yet that they're talking about. And uh, April Wolf also, I think, created the phrase, it's not what happens, it's how it happens. So she is very Mm. open about, like, you don't have to watch the movies we're talking about to listen to the podcast. But she does such a good job of selling them and making them seem really interesting. And I want to know why they were so inspiring to the people she's interviewing. So it's I have a very long watch list. Um that is largely comprised of movies on Switchblade Sisters. Uh, I've never actually listened to Switchblade Sisters, but I've seen, I've heard a lot of ads for it, and it mm-hmm. always seems fascinating. Do you have a specific episode that you think would be a good introduction, or just find a show that you know and like listen to? I would to say, like, one. find a movie that you know, or find a person that she's interviewing that you already really like. Like, she's, now everything is leaving my mind, but she actually, okay. um... She interviewed Ramala Garai, who is an actress I really like, a British actress. She was on this British show called The Hour. Um, she was in the BBC adaptation of Emma. She's been in a ton of things, actually. Mm. Um, and she, last year, put out a her directorial debut, which was a horror movie that I still have not watched um, because I, it, I couldn't go to a theater. And I'm mm. sure it's available to watch on demand, but I just didn't do that. Um, Anyways, but the Rama Garay's episode is very good because I just like hearing her talk. Um, they did an episode on the movie Twister, which is a movie that I love. So that's just a very Ooh. fun episode to listen to. I don't remember who the guest was. Um, they had a couple. They did a live show where they talked about the craft, which is very fun because I did not grow up with the craft. 
Um, so when I watched it as an adult, it didn't hit for me in the way a lot of people who loved it as teens did, but it was fun listening to them talk about it because they did have that attachment. Um, but it's just a really cool podcast and it's, it's a really great way to find new movies and find people you want to follow in their careers. Cool. I always like being exposed to new things and, um, worlds that, you had no idea about and people are so passionate about it. They do a great episode. I can't remember who the guest is where they talk about the jackass movies and it's this Ah. incredibly thoughtful, intelligent discussion about how much these movies mean to these people of this woman being interviewed and it's it's so great because you wouldn't think but you can have a connection to anything and Jenny has a very strong connection towards BTS. Okay. Segway. Let's do this. She's, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, She's going through it. I have been going through it. So, like we kind of said at the beginning, I started listening to BTS about a year ago. My first introduction for them was when they were on Carpool Karaoke. And I remember watching it and being like, oh, like, I don't know who, like, this group is. Like, I've heard their name here or there before, but I'll just watch it. And I just remember they were so engaging and so excited and I could not stop looking away. They just seemed like genuinely good and nice people. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And then the first song that um, they were playing was their new song, On, at the time. And when that song played, I was like, this is good music. This is a good beat. I enjoy this. And then as a lot of people who are part of ARMY will know, is that it starts with, I just want to know their names. And now we're There's here. seven of them. That's a There's lot of that's a of lot them. of boys. I yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, like I texted Emma like, oh, this music is really good. I can't stop listening to it. And this was March last year, right before our first episode of the podcast came out. And I was like, Emma, I'm gonna have to bring this forward for the podcast. Fast forward a year, and I'm like, Jenny, if you don't bring this forward now, you'll never bring it forward because I was I... like, would it would it have been easier to do it like last May or something when you were still just getting into it? Because I remember us you talking about it and you were like, I'm just getting into it, but I feel like I don't know enough, and now I don't think you know too much. But now I'm like, was it harder now that you are? I would say the closest thing I know to a BTS expert. Like, do you think it's um... more difficult now that you have more information to share? I don't know if it's more difficult. I think it's because I've I put a lot of pressure on myself as being like, okay, you're bringing this to a podcast for the world to listen to. You should at least know your shit. <laughs> Especially it's like a, a group that's been together since 2013 and there is a very passionate and welcoming community and I want to make sure that I represent that well. And so I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself <laughs> for that. And I don't think... I was ready to bring it up in May and I think so much has happened since that. Like they've broken like so many records or for me personally, they've done so much more for me since then that I'm like, I don't know if it would have been better to do it in May, but I do have a ridiculous amount of notes that um, we won't be able to get to because this is only like around an hour of a podcast. So I, but I felt like I needed to write down as many notes as possible just in case. So this episode, I will not be able to cover things like the BTS universe or run BTS or Bon Voyage or In the Soup or BT. We don't, we don't have time. We don't have time, but maybe that will be a different episode later on. So this is like BTS part one, when it's just going to be like an introduction of like BTS and of 
um, the members, and then, like, an overall about their music style, discography, and all that jazz. I wanted to give you a shout-out, actually, because um, I do find, like, when something gets so close to your heart, it becomes more difficult to talk about, just because, like, for me personally, it's... I My thought process, when I think about it, is so beyond an introductory standpoint that it's it's really something you have to consciously think about to go back and be like, okay, what was it? what is it like mm. as an outsider who has no idea? Like, I know that's the purpose of this show, but I feel like a lot of times we talk about movies that we're like, I think they're neat. I, it means a lot to me, but it's also, it's a movie. It's just two hours of content. Yes. And you can talk about actors, you can talk about the production process, but at the end of the day, it is two, maybe two and a half hours of content. Yeah. Whereas this is just, there's so much. And so you have to really specifically pick an angle on which to introduce, introduce it. And so I wanted to give you a shout out for creating basically a BTS syllabus for me, where you had an intro for each member. You sent me an intro video that explains kind of how they came to be. You sent me a three hour long video playlist. God bless. <laughs> um, and like a music playlist, so it was like, okay. But it was perfect because it was like, here's their faces. Here's their voices. Now, here are the two combined. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you. I was like, I'm making a PowerPoint for an audio, audio medium, but I need it because I need to explain it in a way that makes sense. And I agree with you that, like, a little bit of that anxiety is the things I brought forward, like the Grinch is something that's super important throughout my life, or um, bringing up, like, Celine Dion is super important. But, like, there's other things that have been important in my life, but this is one of the first things that I brought forward that is a current thing for me. That's a good point, too. Like, it's important to you right now. Not to say the Grinch isn't, but, like, you've, you and the Grinch have been percolating for 20-odd <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This is more of a, uh, an intense thing that, like, I've also gotten, like, almost past the, like, I really need other everyone to enjoy it because at this point, I enjoy it to an extreme that I'm, like, it makes me happy and that's all that matters to me right now. Nice. So that's okay. As long as people disrespect people, I'm happy. Um, okay. Okay. We got we to gotta get into it because I, we've already talked for 10 minutes. Okay. So <laughs> first, Tackling. Emma, what did you have any knowledge about BTS or K-pop before I started talking to you about it? I knew of the existence of K-pop as a genre. I had never listened to K-pop beyond, like, unless someone put on, like, a party playlist or something. But also, mm. I don't go to parties, so where was I hearing that? <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> um, uh, and I had heard of BTS because they are one of the biggest North American k-pop groups like they've made i think one mm. of them definitely like a larger impact on the west than other groups that are hugely successful in korea but not so much here mm-hmm. um so i had heard of them but i could not have told you what bts stood for or how many there were or like when they i i, I knew bts that's that was the beginning ending of my knowledge a year ago and since then uh you have told me a lot i have always listened what i have retained is slightly more suspect but i have retained more now because i have been studying i have taken i have seven pages of typed notes in front of me right now and like for comparison i usually for our episodes like if it's something emma's bringing i take about like a page or two of notes if it's my thing and three notes this is like eight pages of notes a powerpoint that all has footnotes like it's it's a lot it is a lot I know. I was I was so nervous. I am so nervous. I was like, I know she cares about this so much, and I care about her so much, and I gotta, I gotta make sure that she knows that I'm listening. 
it, I feel like it's the same relationship that we've had for the last year of like, I will just talk at you about BTS and you would talk at me about Supernatural and that's just fine. I know. <sighs> yeah. We will get through I know. It. I know. I was going to say also like, I'm very happy that you just don't do horror because mm. it means that I will never, I, I am not someone like who will say you should never watch Supernatural for however much I think it is very deeply flawed. I love it. And so I do wish more people mm. would watch it so I could talk to them about it. Or, like, just so they could understand where I'm coming from. Because I feel like a lot of people... We're not... Actually, strike that, reverse it. We're not going to get into me. This is not Supernatural Hours. But I'm very happy that I will never have to bring Jenny down this path. But I'm excited <laughs> to go down this path with you. Yay! Yeah, so, like, I, again, didn't have a lot of experience at all with K-pop. Um, K-pop is Korean popular music. Obviously, it's like regular pop, but this K-pop is from Korea, South Korea. Specifically, there's um, a thing called like the idol system, where it yeah. is hundreds and hundreds of people audition, and like you are put into groups, and you're a trainee, and you train for sometimes like into months, and sometimes up to years. You train on like music and dance, and there's people who get hired specifically for their visual of how they look, and then. They, like, scout people on the street, and then they're like, we can train you to be a musician, or we can train you to be a good dancer. Or there's some people who have incredible vocals and dancing that audition, and then they get in that way as well. Um, One company is Big Hit, which is, at the time, was not part of the big three. The big three, there's, like, three large um, K-pop industries, like, idol groups that um, won most of the awards and were the most in power for k-pop and then big hit was a smaller company and then they pretty much since then have changed to a very large company they actually went um public so people could buy shares in it and members of bts actually have shares in their own company which is really exciting um and then we have bts um it stands for um bangtang soyeondan which is translates to bulletproof boy scouts Cute. Which is very lovely. I really like it. And also, some places it says it means um, beyond the scenes, but no, it's just bulletproof. I was going to say, yeah, it, it did, I did have to change my tagging system for how I organize things on my, my Tumblr account in 2021. Yeah. Yes, I still have one. Um, no, because I will ta- I will tag like behind the scenes movie stuff. I used to tag it BTS, and now I'm like, that's not a functional tag anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, originally, they were trying to um, create like a hip hop crew. So that's when members like um, RM and J-Hope and Sugar joined. So yeah, they originally were supposed to be a hip hop group and then eventually they switched it to be an idol group. And that's when the other members joined. Um, so in 2013, they debuted, which was very exciting. Um, and they actually got an award for the best new artist group at... Um, I forget what award show it was. I actually, wait, no, I wrote this down. I think this is really important too, the fact that they have been around for a long time because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, they're really flash in the pan that came out of nowhere. And it's, no, people are still discovering things all the time. New new artists all the time. It doesn't mean that they haven't been around and that they haven't been huge for actually years. They have been working their ass off. Like, even before they collective, (laughs) one collective ass. (laughs) One giant ass. (laughs) They've been working their individual ass off. And, like, especially because, like, 2013 is when they debuted. So when they first premiered. But, like, for example, like, RM was on, like, was training since he was, like, 16. Like, before they debuted. So, like, I think it's, like, 
three or four years before that. So like they have been working their butts off. And yeah, oh yeah, their new artist of the year at the Mellow Music Awards, which is very exciting. And you sent me the video for their first video, No More Dream. And that was yes. really interesting because obviously like 2013, my style in 2013 is very different from what it is now. Like people's personal styles change. Yeah. But it was very interesting because it wasn't just that I was looking at an older version of their styles. It felt like, and I know that like the music industry and I think the K-pop industry also is very planned and very structured like it's it's all very mm-hmm. intentional but it was really interesting to see this first music video a because they're little they're little young babies little babies they're so young <laughs> like they just seem ganglier but it was really yeah. interesting I was like I feel like they haven't really settled on their own individual aesthetics like it, it felt like their design was still mm. very nebulous and they're like we're seeing what works and so it was really interesting to watch their first video immediately followed by what we'll talk about later is your favorite video Yes, yes. So yeah, so like No More Dream is what they premiered with. And it was kind of unique of like this hip hop, more like hard look. Um, And again, it kind of reminds me of like the beginning. We were actually talking about Friends before we started recording of like the beginning of like these characters is like their textbook, what their roles were. Like this one is like the cute one. This one is the like the bad boy. This is this like they were playing those roles. And it's been amazing to see them grow as individuals as it goes. Um, a fairly unique thing with K-pop is their connection with their fans. And so we've mentioned a couple times, I haven't explained exactly what that means. I, I've mentioned that, like, I am a fairly new ARMY. And ARMY is, like, the name of the group, um, of fans of BTS. And it kind of fits of, like, bulletproof bo- Boy Scouts, like, ARMY kind of, like, kind of, like, combines together, makes sense. Um, so ARMY actually is an acronym for Adorable Representation MC for Youth. That's so cute! Right? What? <laughs> yeah, is that adorable? Sorry, I just looked at my waves. That's loud. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so it's... They have a really good connection with, like, even before they debuted, like, they were doing, like, video logs and putting them on YouTube. They would do Lives, which is a platform that a lot of artists, specifically K-pop artists, like, can go... Like, it's, like, streaming live to, like, Facebook or something now. But, like, Live, it's, like, one-to-one with the fans interacting. And you ca- you create this, like, kinship with the artists even before they debut. And then um, they do a lot of fan meet greets, meet and greets. They do specific, like, concerts or, like, musters when, like, it's not their concerts. It's, like, a specific concert just for the fans where they do a bunch of songs from different... Um, albums and different stuff and you can go and see that. One thing I really liked about the content that you sent me is that BTS is I think very aware and very appreciative of their fans. I think any, you know, pop culture figure has to be, especially in this day and age, like you have to be supportive and interact with your fans to a degree. God, fame is terrifying. But like you have to do that to foster this, I guess, relationship that you have with your fans because they're the ones who are boostering you and like booting you up. But I think one thing I really like about BTS is that they're very aware of the impact their actions have on the fan and the way, very aware of their fans' actions on a larger scale. Like, when they're, mm. they're trying, like, they know that ARMY is there. And, like, we, we joke about, like, K-pop stands on Twitter who, like, will, like, like, in the past year especially have been, like, running tags of, like, when there's a bad... When there's mm. been a bad event or, like, misinformation being spread, K-pop stands. I don't know this is, like, an army specific... This is, like, the whole genre, but I'm sure there's BTS-specific events of, like, people, like, spamming a tag to, like, yeah. flush the misinformation out by replacing it with fan cams, which is just a very fun thing. But I really like that they're very aware... BTS is very aware of, like, 
the power that they have for their fans, the effect that their actions have on their fans, and the effect, uh, the effect of like what a call to action, even if it's not a direct call to their fans, mm. will do. So it's like when they act, interact with their fans, they always expect the response they get, and it just makes it like I'm just repeating myself, but it's really interesting to see the way they interact with the fans on that level. I exactly. I'm actually going to like insert a clip from John Cena, who is part of Army, talking about BTS. Like BTS donated a million bucks to Black Lives Matter, and the Army was like, "Yo, if they can do it, we can do it." And they came like fans who were already coming out of the pocket to support artists came out of pocket more to support charity. And this isn't the first time they've done this. This BTS Army charity gives a bunch to philanthropic causes. So as an artist, as a performer, hell, man, we have fun. You know, we're doing good stuff. But if we can resonate through the television to you at home to come out of your pocket to give to a cause, like, that's work, man. That's work, and that's purpose, and that's, like, that's, that's changing the world. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, that's impressive. That is yeah. impressive. And I don't, care, I don't care how you feel about them. I don't care if it's your bag or if you're not. I get it. It's music. You have your opinion to like what you want. How they conduct themselves as human beings and the message they send to the world, man, that's something special. Oh my god. Okay. Jenny sent me this John Cena clip. I don't know anything about John Cena as a person. I love John Cena as an actor. He's in Trainwreck and he's in Blockers and he's very funny in both. Mm. And I'm just he's very sweet in both. I'm very excited for him to be in Fast 9. Yes. God, I hope I get to see Fast 9 in a movie theater. Please <laughs> god. Um, but you sent me this clip and I was like I also started watching the TV show 911 in the past week, and it has really uh, activated my ability to cry at TV, which has mm. not been active for like a month or so. Yeah. And then I was watching this clip of John Cena and just crying about how blindingly sincere he is. And it's like, I love John Cena, who seems like a very amiable person. So, of course, he would be really into BTS because BTS thrives on being sincere and being kind and it just was very exciting to see this buff wrestling man talk about how much he loves and respects bts it's the best thing ever like it's so good it's so pure he's there to promote multiple projects and he's just talking about bts exactly he's there to promote like three movies and a book and he's like but actually hold on Hold on, you're putting a clip in anyways, but I wrote down some things that he said where I was just like, this is incredible. Well, the two things that really got me were when he's talking about, you know, the way they interact with their fans and do this call to action about getting their fans engaged and like getting their fans to donate and support people. And it's just, he says, that's work, that's purpose, and that's something special. And I was like, yeah, John Cena, yeah, it is, John Cena. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is so important, especially when your your music and your lyrics are about, like, being able to find your dream, but don't worry about not having a dream or, like, love yourself and be kind to other people. And when you, when youth get exposed to that type of message, then when they see artists, like, support things like the Black Lives Matter movement, and then they're like, we're going to match that. We're also going to donate money to that. Or been involved in a lot of different, like, philanthropy type stuff of, like, donating money and... A lot of times it's not, they don't post about it or say about it, but word gets out and then fans get inspired and do similar things. And I believe it was Sugar who was saying that like the music you listen to in your youth is the stuff that influences you the most. So like making music and like reaching that audience is super important. Like might as well make it a good message, you know? Exactly. Like it's just, it's, 
it's the awareness of we're celebrities. It doesn't make us experts on these social issues, but it does mean we have a responsibility to educate ourselves in the way that all people have a responsibility to educate themselves on the world around them. But then they're taking that extra step and being like, we need to make sure that we're speaking out about what we believe in. And it's very well, exactly special. like they they recently renewed their like commitment to love myself campaign with UNICEF. And they've also like even just seemingly small things like the song serendipity making like the lyrics gender neutral. Like that's like a big thing for a child to hear. It's very meaningful. So you might be wondering all these names I've been saying and you're like, who are these men and who are they? Who are these boys? Who are these boys? So there are seven members um, and I will just do as much as I can, a quick introduction about each one of them. You did, this, you did this perfectly in the PowerPoint. He's got to go. Just go for it. You got this. Okay, the PowerPoint I, I sent you is slightly different than mine because I have footnotes like hell on mine. Okay, so I'm going to go in fan chant order. Um, I don't know what that means. So fan chants, uh, a lot of times in K-pop, like, is uh, not just the music, it's also the performance in general. And so, like, while, like, the intro of the song, before they start singing, they start fan chants. So, like, they say all of the members' names. and um, They're the real or- boys. What? <laughs> yes. And they actually use, like, their real given names. Um, and pretty much the order it's going to be in is the leader is going to be hers. And then it's pretty much um, birth order after that. Okay. So, first Let's one see. is RM, formerly known as Rat Monster. He changed his name, I believe it was in 2017, um, just to RM and not Rat Monster. Um, I don't know specifically why, but there was an interview of him being like, when they're like, what's your biggest regret? He's like, giving myself the name Rat Monster. Like, I'm a human. It just <laughs> really paints a very aggressive picture. And the photos you put on the PowerPoint are him just smiling serenely and him winking at the camera. <laughs> like, And I'm like... He also has you listed as the god of destruction, and that is not the vibe I'm getting from this. No, no, not so, to infantilize um, a, a 27 year old, 26 year old man, but yes. Um, so, so RM, um, his real name is Kim Namjoon, and he is the leader and rapper in BTS. Um, so the leader is a role that is, um, kind of like the the go between between the company and the members. Um, he's in charge of like the well-being of the members and he's also like represents them. So a lot of times in interviews, he's the one that they speak to or at award shows. He's the one that speaks. Um, he is pretty much in charge of lyrics in general for BTS. And so he's like a freaking poet. One of the intro videos you sent me had it say, like said that he produces and co-writes pretty much all of their songs. I thought was very interesting. Um, at any point in their career, were they performing songs that they had not written at all? Well, a lot of times, like, like the latest album that just came out which was B which was mainly produced by them um most of their other albums were produced or written um in some aspect from BTS specifically like RM Sugar and J-Hope most of the rap they wrote themselves um but they have a whole team that produces and writes their own songs um but it's fairly unique that a a K-pop group has any say in the songs that they do so um I give them credit to being able to produce and write some of the songs, but not all of their songs. And a lot of it have involved with the company as well. Hmm. Yeah. Also, it says his nickname used to be God of Destruction because he, even though he has an IQ of 148, which is classified as a genius, um, he cool. is just, he just tends to break things all the time. 
And so people are like, RM's in charge of the group, but all the group members are in charge of RM because <laughs> the amount of times he breaks. The other day I tried to catch a wine glass that was falling off my counter. My brain decided the best course of action was to full body hip check it into the countertop. I was picking up glass for like the next two days. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. you, RM. Um, and he's just like very well-spoken. Like they spoke at the UN and in the speech he said, no matter who you are, where you're from, your skin color, your gender identity, just speak yourself, find your name and find your voice by speaking yourself and like he's just very well spoken and um he is a leader so that is all right I, I i gotta go fast okay the next person is jin jin um real name is kim suk jin and he is a vocalist and also visual so a visual is like the main like visual of like appearance he was actually scouted on the street um, he was a university student and someone found, saw him, they're like, you should audition. So if we were doing a heist with BTS, he would be like the face, the charm. Yes, the 100%. Kind of That's okay. why his nickname is Worldwide Handsome. Love that. Yes. I'm pretty sure he gave that, that nickname to himself. Um, <laughs> even better. I love so much because he actually used to be like one of the shyest members ever. And like, Aww. he's great with dad jokes and all that stuff. So he's very nice. He was actually my first bias, which is like... Aww. A bias is like your favorite member of the group. Now, seriously, my bias changes every week. I wanted to say also, I will say like the biggest thing I've retained from Jenny's year of BTS love is that when she tells me these terms, I then get to use them when we're, I'm at work and then everyone thinks yes. I'm really cool and young and hip and in touch with youth culture. And I'm like, thank you. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> His song Epiphany is one of my favorite songs about like discovering that you should love yourself. And I'm like, dude. I, like, scream sing this song all the time. Like, your vocals are amazing. They're sweet like an angel. Keep singing, please. So that's Jin. Um, this next number is Suga. Or um, his other alias is um, August D. Or his real name is Min Yoongi. He's currently my favorite. Just because, like, I can't get into it because they also do, like, all the rappers have, like, their mixtapes and solar stuff. And, like... His latest one is really good. Can't get into it. But we don't have time. We don't have time for this. So he was like an underground rapper for a while before um, he went to Big Hit to be a producer. And originally that's what he got hired for. And then eventually they, he became part of BTS. I like Sugar because I um, am a gross person who loves calling you Sugar as a term of affection. And then <laughs> now it's just got an extra meaning because he's your face. I'm like, yes, yeah, also Sugar and Sugar. And, like, it's an acronym for, like, he used to play basketball with shooting guard. So that's shooting. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, hmm. the background of why that is his name. He's the most, like, introverted person in the group. Um, and a lot of times people are like, oh, he's, like, a pretty sleepy boy. It's like, well, yeah, because he spends, like, all night man. composing and writing music. Like, he has a lot of other, like, songs and awards for other songs he's produced for other artists. And um, he's like, he's a composer. He has over 100 registered song credited to him in the Korea Music Copyright Association. And he was writing music and beats since he was 13. And so he is very involved in writing music. He, in a recent um, YouTube video, he was saying, he's like, I write songs because I have literally nothing else to do. And so it's like, it's just... There's puzzles. Do you know about puzzles? (laughs) It comes to him like just so naturally that like he like lives and breathes the music and that's just what he does and it's incredible next member is j-ho he's such a darling um his real name is 
um, Jung Ho Sok. And he is... Oh, I didn't say that Sugar is a rapper. Okay, back. J-Hope. He is a rapper and a dancer. He is... I believe it's the main dancer. There's different, like, roles. But he's, like, the dance, like, captain. Like, he is also known, like, in the group as kind of the co-leader for, like, the performances. Because Ah. his background, he was... uh, he was in an underground dance crew and he was really well known as like that dancer who's smiling all the time. Step up to the streets. And when they actually debuted, like they were kind of known as the group that had J-Hope because oh. their dance skills were incredible. He was a draw. Like it was, he was, <laughs> yes. he was what, he was what brought them in. Okay. Cool. He has this like, he instilled this primal fear in like all of the members of like, if they mess up on stage, they just instinctively like look at him and they just always like lock eyes. <laughs> Even though, like, he's always smiling. And his first song that he did for a BTS album that was his solo song was about his mom. Which is just... It's so cute. Um, And, like, his saying that he says on stage all the time is, I'm your hope. You're my hope. I'm J-Hope. And I'm like, J-Hope. How do you keep doing Um, I really love, A, when people have catchphrases in real life, because I'm like, Mm. you you chose to do that. Good for you. And I also love, you talked about, like, the eye flick thing, when they're focusing their choreography. I I am both made uncomfortable and extremely love moments like that with celebrities, where it's just like, oh, you didn't, you, I don't even know if you were aware of that, but because we now have the ability to look at all of this compiled footage, we can find patterns. It's just, God. Humanity. Fans. Gotta love it. Yeah. Continue. Um, the next member is Jimin. Um, or Pak Jimin. And he is a vocalist and also a dancer. He has a bit of a different dance background than J-Hope. J-Hope was more like street and hip-hop. And Jimin was um, contemporary dance. And he was actually like top in his class at a like art school for dance. And... His, he's just so magnetic when he's on stage. Like, I can't not look at him. I, Jimin is my favorite in terms of style. Mm. Carpool karaoke, he's got that great, like, Ross jacket. He's yes. got, like, fantastic accessories. They're all impeccably dressed, gentlemen. Um, but I really like Jimin's style from the videos you sent me. Yes! Um, it. One of the most, like, compassionate members of the group of, like, if someone's crying, like, he goes to them and, like, make sure they're okay and, like, stays It's too with intense. Them I'm like, them. I shouldn't be allowed to see this. You're allowed... <laughs> Do you want some privacy? I'm like, this is too much for me to know. But he also, like, laughs a lot as well. And, like, his number one enemy is chairs because he's always seen falling off chairs. Um, and he's also, like, an intense, like, perfectionist. So he's one of the people who's the most hard on himself. Um, but during the interview for like Dear Class 2020, when they did like a bunch of interviews with people mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, the thing that he said really like touched me. I'm just going to say the quote was, um, remember there's a person here in Korea in the city of Seoul who understands you. You are all different parts of the world in different environments and circumstances. But at this moment, I hope we can all give each other a warm pat on the back and say it's okay. Oh, like, thanks, Jimin. That's nice. <laughs> Okay, moving along. The next member is V. Or his real name is Kim Taehyung. And um, he has the very the low voice. He's got great hair. Great hair. He His visuals are incredible. He has been voted sometimes as, like, the number one, like, most handsome man in Korea. 
sometimes. Oh. And I put two it's different photos pressure. in there. It's like a real Snow White situation right there, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put two different photos in here because he's also known as, like, the duality king of, like, he can, like in a moment, like, switch of being, like, serious, and then all of a sudden just be, like, the goofiest person ever. And he is also an actor, so he was in the Poet Warrior Youth miniseries in Korea, and he also coined the phrase, I purple you. I don't know what that means. Wait! That is okay. Wait! Wait. Purple is a BTS color. It is a BTS color! There you purple go. hearts emojis. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so during, um... I don't know. I don't know if it was a muster or a concert, and like each of the members got like a color because there's seven colors of the rainbow, all that stuff. And he got purple, and he says, "I purple you." And he's like, "Do you know what that means? Purple is the last color of the rainbow. Purple means I will trust and love you for a very long time." One of the intros you sent me also said that he's the mysterious one. Mm. Why is he the mysterious one? Well, a main thing of that is that he was actually kept secret um, before the debut. So a lot of times, like. Before they debuted, they would release, like, when new members would join and, like, dance and music videos beforehand. And they never released when V was part of it. And they kept him secret because they were nervous that he was going to get taken up by other companies. Mm-hmm. The final member of the group is Jungkook, who is the magne, which is, like, the youngest member of the group. Um, his full name is Jung Jungkook. And he is the main vocalist of the group and he's also the center of the group um so a lot of times for dance formations or photos he's usually in the middle and um he actually he auditioned for a talent show called Superstar k but did not make it except for then he had a bunch of different companies wanting him um Ooh. to join and then but he picked big hit because straight up this man fell in love with rm and it warms my heart so much he was like yeah i had a lot of companies and then I first saw RM, and I was like, he's cool. And so he joined Big Hit, and it makes my heart so happy. And then RM's like, when you first saw me, I was just, like, in my underwear. What do you mean? (laughs) He's like, I just, like... I am someone who has a lot of difficulty watching interviews. I do want to, like, when interviews come out for things I like, like currently Supernatural, um, I want to know what the actors are saying. Like, I want to know their thoughts, but... Physically watching it is so difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times it's, like, me, like, trying to find transcripts or just looking up GIF sets of interviews mm. or things that are happening. Like, especially with TV shows, a lot of, like, con- like fan film con videos. And, like, the combination of, like, fan film so it's, like, super shaky. You can, like, hear people in the audience talking. It really just makes my brain not yeah. work. It activates... Something, a negative <laughs> negative reaction, even as, like, desperately wonder what they're talking about. But one thing I always enjoy, and so, like, why I will enjoy, like, I will watch, like, photo shoot videos. I'm like, as long as I don't hear you speak, that's fine. But I will enjoy watching, like, photo shoot things or, like, seeing people interact. Because I, you, I, again, I'm just projecting parasocial relationships. This girl, what? But I do really <laughs> like seeing when actors or musicians or performers are actually friends like i think that is so important to the success of a show and you'll hear things on like again i'm all my references to television of like did you know these actors actually hated each other and sometimes it's like wow Mm. i had no idea um apparently on well filming dirty dancing jennifer gray and patrick swayze did not get along at all which is bonkers to me because i think it's one of the most romantic movies of all time but it's just like i really enjoy when you have like a television show like i'm trying to think something but like 
the West Wing or something where like the actors are still friends like 20 years later like it's just it means like it's like oh you guys worked together you were in really close quarters in the entertainment industry you have to work such strange long hours and it can be really isolating so it's so reassuring to see BTS very clearly love spending time together and that it's a working relationship but also they are there to support each other and lift each other up and so when you talk about he wanted to join because him and RM just like he just instantly loved RM that really means something to me because it's like it would be so nerve-wracking like I imagine for BTS like coming into like you're coming into this very competitive industry with a company that it's so strange now to think of BTS as underdogs but they were they were and so thinking about like it's really nerve-wracking especially when like doing talent contests or, like, being part of other, like, dance groups. Like, they, they'd all been doing this so much for it to just all the pieces come together for BTS specifically. Yes! Means something. And so the idea of them yeah. actually being friends, of liking each other and loving each other, means so much. Yes! Yes, there was... In, it's in... just, like, a... Com- like, I... Watching videos, like, watching the videos you sent me were still difficult, but it was, like, it was just easier because it was just this instant, like comfort and connection i was like oh you're you're obviously you're there because you have to be and you're being paid to be there (laughs) this is your job but i was like oh you're having fun while doing it you're not you're not it was just there was an ease there that i really appreciated and there's been a lot of interviews of people who work for big hit or used to work for big hit and they're like they're exactly the same on and off camera like they are kind and compassionate and they will solve any issues with like rock paper scissors like that's just who they are and like talking about like always with the scissors (laughs) with that combination of them together um there's a quote from sugar that says as we continue i can't think of anything better than this rather than doing something on my own the seven of us doing it together has more center synergistic effort could there have been a better match we might have been destined to meet and it's like yes because they were all so different they all came from different like communities in korea came together they all had different personalities and yeah sometimes they had arguments but now like it's like it was destiny to me but it's their work that has allowed them to continue thriving it's like they all have this intense work ethic and um i remember you telling me once that like obviously they still have to deal with paparazzi and stuff because of the level of fame they have but at one point the paparazzi was like this is boring they just hang out together we (laughs) followed him because he thought he was doing something else and he was just going to meet one of the others like yeah there's nothing yeah. we can't sell this. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. Just so funny. Uh, and like it they've also talked about how hard that can be of being like you can't meet other people or like you only have each other, but at the same time they've been able to bond so intensely and it's an overall thought I have with BTS is that it's their genuine compassion for each other is so authentically endearing that I have I can't look away. Like they just so care compelling. for each other. Like, it's it's so compelling. Like I, the carpool karaoke video that hooked you was also the first time I've ever watched carpool karaoke. Like I just uh-huh. don't. It's I don't watch interviews. I'm realizing. Like I really thought I did, but I realized I just watched gifs of things. This is the first carpool karaoke I'd ever seen, and it was very funny. Um, oh. I love the ones just talking shit in the back while James Corden is like, what is, what is happening? Also, I laughed very hard because the video sent me was from James Corden's official channel. Yeah. And for most of the video, he was credited. Like when they're doing the closed captions, it says like James saying this. But mm-hmm. for the beginning, it doesn't have his name. It says announcer. And I was like, no, James Corden is the one who's speaking. This is his channel. You should know that. It had the BTS members' names correct, but it said announcer for James Corden on the James Corden show. They they know why we're there. We, they I, know they, why you we're there. You understand my needs. Thank you. Yeah, and 
Uh, yeah, just them enjoying each other's company is just, like, especially, like, I started getting into them during, like, COVID times and, like, being isolated and not being able to see people, having a consistent content with a group of people who care about each other and are having a good time together is was necessary for me like to just see them have fun and just to like chill and talk to each other and again they've been together since 2013 so the amount of content is incredible especially when they release multiple things still weekly that (laughs) there's so much you can see oh that's so good i know i i I'm sorry to keep comparing to Superbad because they're not the same, but it's like at the beginning of like last April, there was like a photo video from a photo shoot that the main three of the main actors from Supernatural did, and I did just watch it. That was before I even started rewatching the show, and I was just like, they're just friends, and they like spending time together. <laughs> I miss my friends. I like spending time with them. Yeah. I don't want to hold my friend's hand right now. Yeah. And so like I, can't, I of course you run into BTS. Of course, so many people have connected with BTS because they're. Again, I keep saying this, blindingly sincere. And I know this is a theme through a lot of people's music, but, like, with them, so much of their music is built around the importance of love and loving yourself, but acknowledging that sometimes it's really difficult to love yourself. So make sure that you're with people who support you so you don't have to carry any burden alone. And it's like, oh, okay. This is a great transition to talk about music specifically because we are almost at an hour. (laughs) So let's um yeah so you sent me a great playlist i wrote what could loosely be considered song fic for each one because i was like i know jenny will have the insight behind lyrics and yes the writing process and who worked on what and who sings what and i was like i don't know any of that uh some of it is in english most of it is not so i was just going on like i i wrote down like basically i for each song i wrote like a little sense of like okay i close my eyes what do i picture (laughs) wonderful and so just for that reasons, is there some song specifically that you want to talk about of some moods that you got? Cause, like, so I, I think... have one that I actually did not write any scenario for because I was just like, oh, this is just my favorite song. I'm not picturing a scenario because I'm just picturing myself dancing in my living room and why would I picture that when I can oh. just do that myself? And that was Microcosmos. <gasps> Yay! It's my it's... favorite one. I also initially thought it was called Nikonos. I thought it was about oh. the Greek island. It is oh. not. <laughs> not <laughs> I, I can't read. What's up? <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm Emma. I'm 27. I never learned how to read. Um, <laughs> but microcosmos, microcosmos is yes. a vibe. It is that a was, vibe. I, that sounded like I was trying too hard to be cool. What kind of vibe? I don't know. A good one. <laughs> it is such a comforting song it's like a chill type music but it's also like the lyrics are about like you have a cosmos like inside of you and like how important you are and it's so good Um, I was going to let you pick a song. Psych, I'm picking a song again. Um, yes, I also wanted to talk a little bit about Silver Spoon and yes. my scenario, my vibe for this, because I, I listened to the playlist before I watched the videos. Okay. Um, I listened to the playlist all week, but like the first time I listened to it and made all yeah. these notes was before I'd watched the videos. So for Silver Spoon, BTS, his music, has really strong main character energy. Like mm. all of their songs, we've talked about this before in other episodes actually, could be perfectly suited to 
any scene in movies and television. Like it's just it's there it's it's storytelling. And I think that's really interesting. This really was a listening exercise for me because it was storytelling, but with me only listening to the music and the sound of it without understanding what they were saying. So it yeah. really was me being like, okay, what what kind of narrative do I think? And then looking at the lyrics and seeing how closely that matched up with what they were trying to do. Yeah. The Silver Spoon, I didn't look up the lyrics, but my two vi- my initial vibe for it, I was like, hey, I've been watching 911, so I was like, oh, this is on a Fox Channel cop show where the firefighters or police or paramedics or whatever have to bust uh, underage drinking teen youth party. And then I was yeah. like, wow, that was a fun <laughs> sentence. Uh, but then I realized, I listened to it again later on, and I was like, Actually, this should be a limo exit for Fast 9, where the squad has gone undercover, they're doing some kind of heist, they're in Seoul, and they do, like, the limo exit. Like, you know in Fast 7, it was so 2015, but, like, they're walking in Dubai, and turned yes. down for what is playing in slow motion, yes. all in formal oil. I want that scene. And then I watched the videos, and I was like, oh my god, John Cena is in ARMY. This is actually possible. BTS could be on a Fast 9, Fast 10 soundtrack. Yes. Like, for Fast 10, let them go to space, and BTS is playing while they go to space. That's what I want. Oh my god, yeah, Silver Spoon is incredible. Like, again, like, that compared to Microcosmos is, like, a completely different vibe. Like, yes, one is, like, and- comfort and nice, and one is, like, no, like, Silver Spoon is about, like, the the underdogs and how, like, you're a tryhard and then you can't do well, but it's, like, look at me, like, I can do great, even though, like, I didn't get, get given all this stuff. Like, no, like, I'm this small little animal, but I can get there, too. I'm working hard, like, yes. And I could definitely see that being in a Fast Furious movie for sure. I know their music is really interesting because I was like it, it was again I'm I I appreciate this podcast because it gives me a timeline and a deadline for when I have to listen <laughs> to things otherwise I just won't and it's not because I don't want to but with music I, I listen to music when I'm trying to relax or having downtime so I trend towards soothing music like a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of like folk classical or whatever like things that are just very that make my brain feel smooth um yeah. and BTS Sometimes it makes my brain feel smooth. Um, <laughs> and, but a lot of times it just hypes me up, which is not what I gravitate towards with music. Our, we just yeah. did a playlist on Spotify, which was all dance music, because who doesn't need more living room dance parties right now? And that was also a challenge for me to be like, I gotta pick dance songs when I don't listen to dance songs a lot. But then BTS, mm. and I think part of it was also that, again, it's in Korean, but it was, I, I have had a really busy couple weeks at work, and this Again, activated something in my brain where I was like, I'm the most productive woman in the world right now. Because it's like, got this great beat and my keyboard is very loud. And so Ah. I would just be typing and like trying to type in in time to the music and just so focused. And then I was like, and then it's like, it did transfer into like other things where suddenly I was going grocery shopping and I was like, I'm not going to put on a playlist right now. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm not going to listen to that right now. I'm going to listen to BTS because it gets me going. It gets the blood pumping. And I've been sedentary for a very long time. So I really appreciated bts coming into my life right now yeah yeah i actually have multiple different playlists on my spotify that are all just bts music but for specific moments so like i have a a playlist that's just chill relaxing like going for a walk music and then i have a playlist called let's get it and it's just like intense song like the song like not today which was my top song played in 2020 also on spotify i didn't start listening to bts till march 2020 i was the top 0.5 percent of all their listeners on spotify that does not include any of their solo work that's just stuff listed as pts so it's a lot um 
my notes for not today is um, this is a song I would listen to while doing a Wall Street heist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed not today. Not today. I like bolded my favorites and not today is in bold. Yay. 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 I like, again, like the song, they can go from like pop and upbeat to like inner thoughts and like thinking and like more comforting and then like slow moments and fast moments. And I think there's this, this idea that people are like, oh, it's a boy band. It's a group of men in a, a, in a musical group. So there must be a boy band that has a specific type of song. They listen to one and they're like, that is or not, but it's not. Yeah. And so a lot of the things you put on the, the starter playlist for me were, I think, more upbeat songs. But I did yeah. want to make one that was on your playlist that we listened to before because it's from their most recent album that is my favorite BTS song as life goes on. I'm wearing my Life Goes On shirt. Yay. What do you like about Life Goes On? I just like it. Um, you, did also <laughs> put, you did also put blue and gray on, which, like, yeah. you listen to, I think it was our It's a Wonderful Life episode, which is the first episode recorded after the Curse of the Supernatural finale, and I was an emotional wreck, which is so funny to say that I'm not an emotional wreck about the Supernatural finale now. I am. I'm just functional again, and it's a really good time. But, um... Like, Blue and Gray is so emotional and so devastating, and then Life Goes On, because I think it also they're both from the most recent album, Life Goes yeah. On is also, like, very similar to me, like, it's this very thoughtful, emotional song. Yeah. But it just, again, like, I feel like so much of BTS's songs come with a sense of relief, almost, mm. where it's just, like, breathe and try again or breathe yeah. it's gonna be okay breathe just dance breathe take a break we're gonna have a good time and it's just like this it's like take a breath and keep going and you're going into either like heist mode fight yeah. mode whatever but it's and then life goes on uh you can tell that i the universe knows that we've been preparing for this episode because suddenly all of my instagram recommended reels because i used to on the tiktok for insane people reasons i don't know what i'm trying to prove at this point but all my my recommended reels are bts related now and then there was one where it was just uh them singing life goes on and i was like this is nice i don't even have notes for it it's just this is nice i really like it yeah i that sense of like comfort like i get that a lot with the song zero o'clock um and it's about like there's a day it didn't go well it's hard you go home and then you're lying in bed, but you're waiting for the time when it's zero o'clock because then it's like a next the next day and we start again. And it's like, my notes oh. for this, my fic for this were this is a movie about um a middle aged couple. It's like a light comedy, but they're they're in light crisis where like they've got kids, they're really busy, they don't know, they're contemplating separation, and then mm. they like realize that they still care for each other and so like get one night without the kids and like this song would play as they reconcile and remember all the things they love about each other i'm like that's a zero o'clock that's that's the picture oh, i paint in my mind i love that. A, an older couple remembering where they love each other yes oh that's great yeah you like you said like there a lot of the songs i put on the playlist were more upbeat songs i tried to pick because they have a lot of like their discography is quite vast they have about like 15 albums and that combines of like compilation albums mini albums eps full albums japanese albums um so i tried to pick like two songs per like i could tell from the art i was like oh she she went with a twofer <laughs> yeah two and i tried to not mechanic. pick all of like their like featured songs i try to pick other songs that aren't like 
they didn't make a music video stuff for. So, and one song that I added, which is my currently favorite song from them, is 134340. Wow, Pluto's not being a planet really did a number on us as a generation. It, I think about it daily. Like, did you think about it daily before you started listening to BTS? No, before I started listening to BTS, I thought about it yearly. (laughs) (laughs) Just the biannual Pluto sadness, okay. Yes, and like, this song, like, in general, the feel of it is just like, I feel like I'm floating. My note for this was beach episode, beach babe, spring break. Is that what I was picturing? (laughs) I was like, they are on a beach, they are drinking cocktails at a pool. Um, but I just want to actually say a couple lyrics from this one, because again, the song is about Pluto, um, and how Pluto became not a planet anymore. And the, the scientific like name or the number that Pluto was given was one, three, four, three, four, zero. And this is just talks about some of like the lyrical genius of RM. So this is what, um, this line was, tell me how I'm not as good as that moon. Us is the plural of you. Maybe I wasn't there from the start. Someday you'll also understand my words. My seasons were always you. My cold heart is 248 degrees below zero. It stopped the day you erased me. Damn! (laughs) Oh, Oh. and again, like, these sound so much better in Korean because, like, the... The rhyme scheme, the... Also, like, scented structure is different. Yeah. However, like, comparing, like, Pluto not being a part of the sun anymore is also like you can compare it to like a breakup or like being left away or like being put to the side. It's just like, ooh, fun. I like this. This is a good one. Uh, Another song that is really close to me is the song um, Answer Love Myself. This song has a very strong hug your kids, call your grandma, be kind to yourself, be forgiving of your own mistakes. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So... This song is about, like, learning to love yourself. This is, was part of the, like, the compilation album that was, like, it was, like, love yourself her, love yourself tear, and then this one was love yourself answer. So it's about the journey of loving yourself. And I think that's a very important thing of being, like, it's not, like, a concrete thing. It's a, an ongoing thing. So some of the lyrics, um, one, like, I pretty much was, like, if you want to feel emotional, just look up le- legit the entire, like, lyrics for this. And again... Some of the lyrics are not translate as well, but also these are just the websites I found them on, and sometimes there's, like, as accurate. But, yeah. One of the lyrics, the me of yesterday, the me of today, the me of tomorrow, I'm learning how to love myself with no exceptions. It's all me. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. It's just their journey themselves that they have gone through, like, have been shown, like, through their music, like... Um, their song Idol is you can't stop me loving myself and it's like no because there's a big controversy or a discussion about the difference between an artist and an idol and a lot of people sing like an idol is a sellout because they went to these big companies and they don't nah. have their same dignity and it's like no it's like, nah. and so Arm's like no like my music is being able to be reached out and more people and like I feel like Suga and RM have gotten the brunt like they've been in like interviews early on 
where people have interviewed them and like have bashed them to their faces and then they write their ciphers and they're like how dare you compare yourself to me like how dare you and it's like no you can't stop me loving myself and it's so true um so my scene for this was i'm thinking it's like a cw or maybe nbc show that ended after three seasons And this is the finale. <laughs> so I told you I got specific for this one. Okay. I don't know if this is an actual trope or not or where, but like, okay, you know how like, do you ever watch the show Cold Case? I feel like my mom used to watch it and I like, okay, would, so like, it was definitely observe. a cold case, but I feel like it's been in other things too, where it's like, they're trying to like solve a murder or something and then mm. they do. And then at the end you have like the detectives like packing up and going home to their families and they look up and they see like the ghost of the person whose murder they solved and they like ah. knowingly nod at each other. And then the other person fades away because I guess they can go to heaven now or whatever. So I'm picturing like a, a, a series where it's like kind of inception set up where it's like a dad who can't go back to the States where his kids are. So he's separated from his family because of this vast conspiracy. Like, like this vast government spy conspiracy and then i think someone's sacrificing themselves for the team and they do and they die and it's like very sad but it's like the end of the show so you know one character has got to go at least so that there's emotional impact <laughs> but then it's like the last scene of the show and uh love myself is playing and the dad is like reunited with his kids and they're like hugging next to like the climbing cages they have at playgrounds and he looks yeah. up and he sees the like old wizened mentor figure like the obi-wan force ghost who died to have this touching moment and they acknowledge each other and he's like thank you and then they're like the vision fades like that's what i'm picturing i love myself and then he like hugs his kids and goes home wow (laughs) that's my scene that i've created (laughs) i'm thinking like nikita meets empire strikes back not Empire Strikes Back. Nikita meets Return of the Jedi. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. If NBC were to do it. I can definitely, like, so many of these songs, I don't know why it's not a part of, like, end credit scenes or just, like, scenes throughout the movie. Like, again, the vastness of the types of music that they do can fit in so many situations. And, like, the song Mic Drop is such, like, another, like, heist-ish movie. Yes. Uh, so, yes. My Drop is really good. It's another... I really love the Steve Aoki remix that you sent me. Uh, yeah. My vision for this is it's a television show or movie about a chef who's okay. under, like, really high pressure at work. And so this is your introduction to him. And okay. I think he's, like, trying to strike out on his own... Like, a way he has, like, he's he's made a name for himself working at this really prestige restaurant, but it's owned by someone else. That that guy gets all the credit, and then our chef, it's a woman, let's say it's a woman, is getting all the credit, like, is not getting the credit for the work she's doing, and she decides mm. to strike it on her own, and, like, has to try and convince other restaurant staff to leave with her, so it's, like, Jerry, Mag- Jerry, Jerry Maguire, I almost said Jeremy Maguire, that's not a movie, <laughs> Jerry Maguire, but with chefs and so i think like i just was like flames knives while mic drop is playing and she's like in the kitchen and like busy kitchens are so fascinating watching like people like weave through and like just the like flow you have to have and everyone's always yelling so you know who's where and what's happening and what orders up that's that's what mic drop my question for you did you say chef because there's a line about a tasteless ratatouille no i missed that completely i see yeah i just had a connection yeah, there's a line that says, we never have empty seats at our concerts. I do it. I do it. You're a tasteless ratatouille. If you're jealous and it hurts, then fi- find a lawsuit. Sue me. 
That's a very cruel statement. A tasteless ratatouille. They did not put enough tomatoes in. <laughs> that's what I was like. And that's someone who doesn't like tomatoes, chef? but you got to have tomatoes in. Yeah. You know, I totally missed that line. I was just like, because I was like, we won't go into all of the songs, but I was like, spies, professional soccer player, uh, fashion intern. And I was like, okay, what's a profession I haven't used yet for my scenarios, <laughs> for my little scenes? Chef. I love that, though, because, like, again, like, with music that is in a different language, a lot of times there's, like, that's such a small barrier when you really think about it, because music is sound waves, and, like, I cannot speak Korean at all and like but if there was a song that spoke to me just with how it sounded I would then maybe look up the lyrics after and like when their latest album B came out like I like sat and listened to the album in my bed multiple times before ever looking up the lyrics but I felt so many different emotions just because music is the universal language and there there was a documentary that I sent you about like the about on and it was working with musicians in LA and they were talking about like combining music and how music is so important and how it is the universal language it is um and I also was like they so the UCLA marching band got to record for BTS and I just was like I'm so jealous of every one of those people because any icebreaker they do for the rest of their lives their fun fact just said (laughs) Exactly. They're like, I hate thinking of fun facts because, like, what I consider fun is not fun for everybody else. (laughs) And I was like, they're good. They're good to go. And also, like, I I highly recommend like looking at that that doc. I love drumlines. Yes, drumlines. It's yeah, like combining like live like instruments and then like um, group synthesized instruments and like group singing and it's technology meets people meets music. And it's also, it's great to see artists from different cultures talking about BTS as, like, with respect that they deserve, because there has always been a stigma for anything that has an audience of young females. And even though that's not, like, their only audience, I watch so many reaction videos when it is grown men speaking about BTS, but um, a lot of their audience is younger women and like with so many things in culture as soon as that is a demographic people look down upon it what is it like to watch like to participate in some form of popular culture where your where your artists don't hate you for being a woman and they're like cool women are our fans this is a good thing instead of actively trying to spite you what's that like oh my darling you've been through so much Except that's what I continue to gravitate to, so. Yeah. And this three big fandoms are Marvel, It, and Supernatural for the past yeah. year, so that's been really fun. <laughs> it has been, though. Just kidding. I'm having a ball on this bitch. It's been the best year of my life. No, that's a lie, but it's been a really good time. <laughs> Emma's going through it, guys. At all times. Every day of my life for the past 28 years, I am not stopping at any time. I will never stop. For some reason, when girls enjoy something they are not respected i say i think like for the things i was just talking about for like what i watch is it what what, the reason i am still able to care about these things is like i don't know i feel like i come off across too negative about my fandoms when really i am having a great time because of the fandom i'm in and so like you just have to find your pocket of the fandom that enjoys it in the same way you do and can Mm. look at things with a critical eye but also can be like 
psych, this is ours now, we're making it into what we want. And it's really fun to find that kind of like community either online or in real life of women or like just people who are like-minded. And so it's really nice that BTS gets both of those things. You get to have this really powerful fandom and this connection with the artist. And it's just like, yeah. I really like that BTS again, like, knows its fan base and is grateful for, openly grateful for it or thankful for it. Like, I'm not being like, oh, they should be so grateful, but, like, they should, it's nice. It's really nice to see. It's a built-in respect for each other of knowing that we each have each other's back and, like, as, like, the underdogs story is, like, they were, like, cut from broadcasting, but they would still do their performance because ARMY was there and they wanted to perform for them. And That's like it's so nice. Exa- it's this ongoing connection of like they've even like, yeah, like awards and stuff were great, but like it's even greater when we see how excited the fans are that we won awards. Like, we need to respect not only like the interests of females and um their thoughts, opinions, obviously, but also like the impact that they have and that I mean, come on, capitalism, get it together. If you started treating women nicely, we'd spend so much more money. <laughs> exactly. And, like, like John Cena said, yeah, music <laughs> is music. You all have your different tastes. But, like, the way that they they are as human beings, like, that needs to be respected. I'm going to start saying that in my everyday life. As the great John Cena once said. Like, I need to start <laughs> watching John Cena interviews specifically so I can be like, well, as John Cena once said. Yes, exactly. Um... I know we haven't been able to talk about all the songs or all the things that I made you watch, but one thing I just want to finish talking about is um, I added on the playlist was their 2019 MMA performance. My this is my only notes in this were I'm sorry, this is the funniest thing, <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a bad way, but Jenny will explain why it's so funny. So this is like an over a half hour performance. It is 37 minutes long. At an award show. They really just said, stop. This is our time. This is our time. And, like, they performed, like, some of their earlier stuff and some solo stuff. And, like, that you can see the evolution of their music styles. There's interpretive dancing. There's lasers. There's lasers. They do Dionysus performance, which lasts the half of the whole thing. Because they each individually have their own moment on stage, which is great. So you can see each individual um, style and, like uniqueness to them and then they come together and do Dionysus there's like inflatable things on the stage there's horses there's dancers there's fireworks and like there's been an ongoing like joke in the community of like this is what the Grammys are scared of this is what North America is scared of because BTS actually can perform on stage this is the thing like every North American awards body is desperately trying to figure out how to shorten award shows because people don't watch awards as much as they used to regrettable i love award shows let me have my fun it's a party okay it's like i yeah. love award shows but people are not watching like i think the goal i mean obviously it's pandemic times but like the golden globes are down 64 percent this year and so you're always like okay the, well they're too long they're too long we gotta get them shorter and then you have bts like if you have any question about how powerful the bts culture moment is in 2019, an award show let them do a 37-minute performance. They were really yeah. like, you know what? Forget being longer or forget worrying about being shorter. Let's give people what they want to see. Let's give them a reason to watch. And they give were them correct. quality. Give them quality. Because like, I know a lot of this we've been talking about is specifically like the music, but like them as entertainers of like their like dancing on stage like is 
impeccable. It made me miss just dance so much. I know I couldn't look as good as they do, but if I did (laughs) just dance, I could pretend. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of times in the West right now, when BTS will perform and stuff, they, like, wait for forever before they actually are their performance. Like, they'll be, like, the last one to get views up. And even, like, for, um, Sugar has been off. He was on Weavers, which is one of, like, the their apps they have, being like, when are, when are we on? Like, he's like, come What's on. What's happening? Where are we? <laughs> and, like, they, the, they're also their ability to make, like, each performance new. Like, they've performed, like, Life Goes On a bunch of different times. Or they've performed on a bunch of times. But, like, every time it's different. And they make it unique. And it's quality. And it's good. So people watch it and listen to it. So people, look at it. And it's not just, oh, this is, like, a new thing. Like, they've been going hard for forever. And, like, their awards and accomplishments are, like, incredible. Like, in 2020, at the MAMA Awards, I think it's, like, the MNET Asian Music Awards, they had, um, they got an all-kill sweep of of day songs, which is, like, the big award to, like, record of the year or, like, song of the year. They won all of them. This is the first act ever to achieve all of them, get all of oh, them, which is dear. incredible. Um, they were the first Korean act to reach number one on the Billboard 200 chart and the Billboard Artist 100. Um, most viewed YouTube video in 24 hours. Originally, it was the most viewed K-pop, and then it went to the most viewed music video. And then it was, like, just the most viewed video. With Dynamite, they really lent into 70s disco tech Ooh. sensibilities. Is there a, a musical direction or genre you'd like to see them? Like, do you want to see some 80s pop ballads? Do you want to see some hair metal? Like, well, like, you, what's... in a recent interview, Sugar's like, I kind of want to do folk music. And I'm like, Taylor Swift, BTS? <laughs> that would be cool. That would be really interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to say is that they were Time Na- Magazine's 2020 Entertainer of the Year, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they got the Order of Cultural Merit, an award by the President of South Korea for Outstanding Service of the Field of Culture and Art. Cool. And promoting national cool. culture and national development. And they got that in 2018, and they were some of the youngest people ever to receive it. So that's very nice. Do you have any final thoughts before I do my final thoughts? No, I think I have said all of my final thoughts. Like, I really enjoy them. I do want to be able to tell, like, which one is singing when. And if I watch music videos, like, have a better sense of their own individual sensibilities. Mm. I think what's going to keep me from getting, like, fully, like, I think I will easily be able to appreciate BTS. And, like, I do enjoy them. I'm looking forward to putting them on playlists or, like, places that already exist that you made for me or we've made together. Um, And I do want to have a better sense of, like... There's solo work and, like, all of them, but, again, like, there is just so much. So, like, it's taken you a year to get to this point. It's, like, I just, I can't say I'm even close to your level, and I don't know if I will get there because yeah. of, again, my physical aversion. <laughs> like, it's it really does activate a mentoring candidate-like response when I watch interviews. And so I love that they have this wealth of content, like, when you're watching, when you tell me about watching BTS Run or, like, mm. all these different videos. Um, but I... I, I I just can't do that. That's, <laughs> um, that's fair. But I really enjoy their music. And so I just... Can you imagine if I'd come in and been like, Jenny, what is this? Why did you share this with me? I have <laughs> been, you... like, <laughs> slowly shaping you for a year to be like... I know. You've like been it. molding my my mind. <laughs> and you've been preparing me for this very moment. Um, and it was successful because you gave me truly, like, enough, like pre-basic knowledge yeah so that i when i went in to learn the basic knowledge i was like i recognize these shapes and sounds (laughs) object permanence is real (laughs) yeah 
Um, that sounds so glib. I really, really appreciate you sharing this with me because I know you were so nervous and you put so much prep work into it. So I really appreciate the effort Thanks. because it is so nerve wracking sharing something you love. Like you said, this intensely in the moment where you're like, this is new to me. This is something, this is like one of my current passions. This is my current favorite thing. It's not just something I've all, oh, I've loved you for a really long time. It's pretty yeah. good. You should check it out. It's like, this is so important to you, yeah. which makes it automatically important to me. And so there was also, I will say, some relief when I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't know they were going to be bad because I was like, they're BTS. They wouldn't be this popular if they were bad. Yeah. But I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is for Emma's. Okay, cool. Yay. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I, when I, I had, I started wearing like blue light glasses, like blue light block glasses. They have fogged up and defogged so many times throughout this recording. It's astounding. I, <laughs> I, again, like, this is just something that, like, a lot of, I've gone through a lot of stuff this year. A lot of shit has gone through Jenny. And, like, honestly, like, BTS has been, like, that rock that really got me through of a consistent, sometimes used as, like, a distraction to, like, not think of anything else. Just watch these these wonderful human it's beings just, like just talk and enjoy each other's company and do funny things and like be sincere but also so at one point it helped me not think about things but also their message also helped me think more about other things and like really think about myself and there was a quote from that magazine again it was like they're not just a boy band they're more than that they're calling on people to stand up to speak their name and to treat others better and I owe a lot to them for getting me through this year. And I know I could never like give back that amount. Um, but like I, they, but that, that, that you don't have to, I don't you have to just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing is like, they straight up like restored my faith in people and restored my faith in myself. And like, that's not like a thing that like, I don't think there has been a thing that has impacted my life as much as this. They are giving their blood, sweat and tears to their art the least you can give them is your respect because they have been working so hard. They have given up their youth to provide stuff for the world. And they're just, again, watching people who are passionate about what they do and they're good at it is so contagious. And I just really hope people listening to this podcast, like give their music a try. And if there's one song that didn't really resonate with you, there's like so much to look at. There's so many more. (laughs) And one thing too is like, the John Cena quote he also talks about like he's like it's really intense because like you're coming at this as a celebrity like with a level of comfort but when you're also inspiring regular people fans to go out of pocket and support causes that's really meaningful and one thing that I was also thinking about is like you are prepped and ready to go today you got your scrunchie you got your BTS earrings (laughs) you got your BTS shirt but I also know that you put a lot of thought into looking at buying those from like independent sellers yeah. so like obviously there's official merch which you buy but you're also like supporting independent artists exactly. my Etsy or what have you yes and so it's like it is the thing of like BTS is inspiring people to create and it's the fans now have somewhere to go and engage so it's like there's so many levels to what BTS and the BTS army are doing at all times and it's very special it is very special it's a, a very strange you know moment in like fan culture and it's it's a overwhelmingly a positive moment in fan culture yeah. which is so special and it's, again, like, that's a lot of pressure to put on seven boys. Seven. <laughs> seven young lads. Strapping young men. Yes. And, but they are truly, like, changing the face of the music industry and changing, like, what it means to connect with fans and their responsibility, but also being, like, humble and 
having your voice and like there was another I keep quoting sugar but there's a lot of stuff I consume was talking about like we've reached all these goals that we had we've reached all these things but like if we just make songs to reach that goal doesn't it's it's invaluable now like we make songs to not to reach like a specific goal it's to reach people it's to like get the word out and hopefully make a difference like rm said like if you are having a horrible day and we can help you by like 0.9 percent like so small if we can make it better by such a small amount then our existence has been worth it and that's them putting a lot of pressure on themselves yeah Yeah, a lot of pressure and there's been a lot of like them talking about that of like god we're a lot of pressure that'll be bcs part two (laughs) yeah i mean again like a lot of the things that I enjoy about them are not just their music, which we'll talk about maybe in like a few months or so. We'll do part two um, and part three and part four and five. But for now, I think I have to Girl, stop. you're so lucky you don't like horror. Otherwise, I would be sending you a list of supernatural episodes to watch right now. But again, <laughs> also, your lo- our love is not transactional. You don't have to watch or listen to anything. Thank you. Like, for me. I just yeah. am happy you should be if you ask me. yes to that? No, maybe, like, okay, like, is it okay if we don't? Because, like, I don't know if the activity I brought, it, like, brings anything. Our activity really. was more conversation, and so, like, we'll just save it for BTS part two. Yeah, okay, so anywho, that is now the end of the podcast, because I talked too long. So thank you so much <laughs> for listening to all of this. It's been really a delight, and I think just a wealth of information has been shared, and I'm very happy about it. We're both very sweaty. Sweat across the country, just sweating together. Um, <laughs> you can, uh... Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, which would be super great if you reviewed or gave us a rating. We would really appreciate it. We're also available at Google Play, Spotify, anywhere else you can find your podcasts. We're also on Twitter at Hi Ho Podcasts or on Tumblr at HiHoPodcasts.tumblr.com. That's H-Y-H-O. And surprise, surprise. I mean, if you want to email us, sure, why not? Do that at HiHoPodcasts at gmail.com. You can find us nowhere because we're not on social media, but... Um, as we mentioned last episode, you can actually listen to me, uh, competing on the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show, and now that my first episode is out, I can happily announce that I won, and we'll be back again in a couple of weeks, it's a really fun pop culture game show, and, uh, as everyone knows, I love being right on the internet at all times, which is good, because I'm always right. (laughs) And that's the show. (laughs) Okay, and remember to like what you like, your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same as mine. Good night, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 